Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for joining us today. It is a chilly, and that's in my perspective anyway, day here in Phoenix. It's only in the low 60s, so I'm, I'm drinking hot tea to stay warm. This is what I call the wussification of, of living in Phoenix for a while. Even the slightest bit of cold turns you into a child. Anyway, uh, I'm host Jim Ventura. Uh, if you've never caught my show before, uh, we broadcast every Thursday uh 3:30 and uh I've got a couple different themes of each show. I'm a columnist um and uh, a spiritual counselor, navigational consultant, oracle reader, um published author. And uh you get all that information about me on my uh on my webpage here and uh and all that that good stuff is all there. But today's show, um I'm happy to be bringing this feature back that I'm going to start doing monthly again. Today's show is my interview show where I find a uh, very interesting guest who's doing something cool, metaphysical, and practical at the same time, and we definitely have a perfect representation of that today for today's show. So uh, I'm going to introduce uh, today's guest to you, and we've got a great hour-long show to talk about uh, a number of different things. And in a little while, I'll put up the phone number, and anyone can call in with questions or comments as well. But I want to ch- chat with my guest for a little bit first. So let me introduce Ron Barron to you. Uh, Ron, are you there? I am here. Thank you. Uh, good to see you. Uh, welcome, uh, welcome to Snake Oil Radio. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome, Jimmy. Thank you for having me on your show. Absolutely, it's a pleasure. So I'm gonna um, I want to give Ron a couple of minutes to to basically explain a little bit about what he does, um, so the audience can kind of get filled in, and uh, and then I'll, then we'll take it from there. Okay, Back great. Thank you for having me again on the show. Um, I, it's what I do and uh, is very different than what I've done for the last 25 years. Um, I've actually had a background in biology and psychology and then found myself in the cosmetology world um, trying to make a contribution there for humanity and um, I've come up with a, a product that um, that I'm marketing now that's helping humanity. But I think the, the greatest thing that happened to me, Jimmy, was, um, was about seven years ago when I was given three to six months to live. Um, I was diagnosed with a very rare form of head and neck cancer and um, my entire life came to a halt. So out of that, uh, out of that passageway came a whole different um, manifestation of me. And I, it, when when I look at myself now and compare myself to what I looked like seven years ago, I'm I'm pretty unrecognizable. So um, launching off of um, a cosmetology background and you know making America beautiful on the outside while I have ministered to their hearts and souls for the last 25 years, um, I found myself in a whole different spiritual realm. And um, we've had some conversations in the past, and, and I've actually come to you for your guidance and actually confirmation. And it's been, it's been a wonderful um, rebirth. And I feel like I'm seven years old and I'm also eternal. So that... Uh, that about does the introduction, and if there's any questions you want to ask, by all means, go ahead. All right, I'm just typing a little welcome uh, thing into the chat room. I'm trying to spell correctly. Okay. <laughs> anyway, thank you for uh, thank you for the intro. Yeah, you know, I've talked uh, on the show uh, about uh, cancer, um, as I've talked about many many subjects. So of course, it's really great to have someone who um, you know not only has gone through this, but of course overcome it in that sense and, um, you know, transformed in that process. And it's amazing um, to me, you know, because I remember when when you went through this and you, you, you're bringing up that it was seven years ago. So it's amazing at two levels. Um, it's amazing at the uh, the level of the fact that you were given three to six years to live and it's seven years later. So, ha-ha. Um, oh, no, <laughs> that, three, actually three, three to six months. Three to six months. Well, three to six months. Okay. Right. So that is even more interesting and more dramatic for my for my <laughs> wise ass uh, right. perspective on that. So good for you on multiple levels. And the other part is like I'm blown away that that was seven years ago. This is like um, that's just like mind boggling. It just it only it doesn't seem that long ago. 
you know, like to me, and I, I don't I don't mean that in like in a negative way. I just think how time flies is, is mind boggling sometimes right. in that sense. I always say it's awesome that we, you know, children like you can see a child two years later. And they're like, you know, they've they've completely grown and almost look like a different kid. Thank God for us, you know, old people. We don't age at the same rate, by the way. Thank God. You know what I mean? It's so much of a slower process. And I think, you know, you bring up a very uh, valid point, and I find a lot of people who have gone through cancer and and transformed through that process or any other type of illness, um, really, um, they almost become like children again in that sense because there's such a new lease on life. For sure. Absolutely. There was definitely a, a rebirth of, of sorts. What I can say is that, you know, I don't wish cancer on anyone, and cancer for me was the doorway for um, self-realization and awakening, and everybody may or may, ha- may, or may not have their own um, life situation that happens. One thing that was profound, and whether the, whether the listeners out there have had a cancer journey or in the presence of having one now or will have one, it's not cancer uh, per se. It is it is the doorway that anything brings you to um, to awaken um, and self realize. So, uh, for instance, one of the greatest awarenesses that have come out of uh, uh, this experience for me, Jim, has been that I am clear that I have a belief system, and in my belief system, I got to be totally irresponsible. For, um, for my health and well-being. So I got to get to see, you know, when you're given three to six months to live, that's the Holy Hannah experience. And I got to see that um, uh, in all the areas where I was irresponsible, whether or not uh, I was uh, not sleeping or not eating well or not exercising and under a lot of stress, et cetera, the human body, a healthy human body, heals colds, flu, broken bones, and it also heals cancer. I mean, healthy bodies have cancer cells in it, and our immune system basically kicks the crap out of the cancer cells. Well, when you screw with the the immune system by adding extra stress to it, it actually turns around and flips you the bird and says, okay, you handle it now, I'm out of here. And so what I got to see was um, because of the fact that time was of the essence, Jim, I needed to... Uh, go through a concurrent radiation and chemotherapy protocol. However, I then at that point called in homeopathy, naturopathy, hands-on healing, you know, prayer circles, anything short of voodoo. I was actually open to um, healing cancer. And um, more importantly, especially if there's uh, listeners out there who do have cancer, I did not battle cancer. Um, a lot of people who have cancer, you know, have this awareness that they have to battle something and fight it. And for me, I didn't do that. What I did is I embraced it. I said, okay, teach me. Uh, and the first thing that I needed to learn was I was scared to death of dying. I wasn't ready to die. And um, and that was the brick wall, the first brick wall that I'd come across. So what I can share about that is um, the realization that from the time we're born, we have a death sentence. And we're living in a human experience that we just don't think we're going to ever die. And if you come from a spiritual background, you were never born, so you'll never die. But if you come from a human background, you were born on a certain date, and you will die on a certain date. So living in both worlds, you get to see that there's um, there's this dual existence that goes on. So let's take the human experience for a second and just look at it. Um, when I understood that I don't have a say when I'm going to be dying. I do not have that say. I mean, unless I'm going to commit suicide, I don't have a a say in the matter of it. And I could die at any moment. So for me to be afraid of the inevitable actually, you know, was very confronting. And I got to see that um, in a very, very short period of time, dealing with what cancer was giving me and gifting me, I got to see that death wasn't such a bad thing and that which I was afraid of, I no longer had. So there was a, a wonderful breakthrough with the realization that not only am I um, I'm not afraid to die anymore, I'm really ready to die at any moment because that's when it occurs. And um, the people that I actually give, count, give counseling to when we talk about death, um, it, it was a realization that nothing ever happens in the future. When I ask people, like, when are you going to die? 
when do you think you're going to die? Well, people will say, well, I'll die when I'm, you know, 78. Well, really? Right. Uh, and you look at, okay, so when have you ever, ever done anything in the future? Like, really, when have you died? When have you done anything in the future? And you certainly didn't die last year. So you never do anything in the past because the past is gone. So the, the conversation brings people really present to the moment. And if, this, if you are now 73 or 78, it's the moment of now that you're going to be dying in, whatever moment that moment will be. So when I became aware of the fact that, okay, this is, I die in the present moment, and if this is the present moment and I'm not ready to die, well, death certainly has got me by the groin. And so it was a it was a whole uh, you know it's a whole come to Jesus conversation you have going on here, and I realized that now is the only time we've got, and if I'm ready to die now, like I am, I am actually have access to live, and so that was a wonderful breakthrough. And again, cancer is just the vehicle that taught me this, but there's many different vehicles for people out there. To, yeah, to, to learn, like to learn the exact same thing, right? You, you don't necessarily have to go through cancer uh, to to gain less or any form of illness, but right, I, I think I, I think you bring up some some really interesting points here uh, because you know I always say you know consider the uses of adversity um, in that you know adversity can be beneficial because it it can be transforming. Um, you know, it might suck while you're going through it. I mean, you know, we, we don't want to kid ourselves. <laughs> you know, when you're, you're hurting or you're feeling uncomfortable, you're feeling ill, those are difficult things. But really, again, they, they it's about some element of, of shifting perceptions and transforming the way you view things. And I, I think you're doing a great job um, of, of really illustrating that um, because you can hear the life force and the vitality in your voice, Ron. Thank you. And I, if I could bring up another point, uh, um, in, in commenting from what you just said, when I when I had uh, gone through my cancer uh, treatment, I had radiation concurrently with chemotherapy, and I had a very rare form of head and neck cancer. So, unlike prostate or any other cancer, I, my radiation was right in my face. So, consequently, yeah. um, my whole nasal pharynx area on the inside and my whole throat on the outside had gotten to a point where it was all bloody and blistered, and it was oozing. It was just, um, it was a brutal um, uh, experience to go through. And one thing that I learned was I was between a 1 and a 10, 10 being the highest, you know, pain level. I, I was at a 10. I was clearly in excruciating pain, and I was also suffering. And so one of the lessons that I learned out of this is, Pain is non-negotiable. It was clear I was in physical pain. Suffering was totally optional. And so yeah. the, the blessing of cancer was for me to have the pain and, re, and really get where the suffering came from. And basically, Jimmy, where the suffering came from was my relationship to the pain. And when I realized how I was relating to the pain like, Oh, it shouldn't be this way. It should be better. I should. I shouldn't have this. It was all the shooting and shouldn't thing, and shooting all over myself, right? Yeah. So when I when I surrendered that conversation and belief system in my mind, I then was able to be with the pain. And in addition to that, um, I have a wonderful uh, spiritual teacher who is now a friend, and she's a little golden or a diamond in the rough in um, Denver, New Jersey. Her name is Zoe Putnam, and I, I love her uh, like no other. Uh, she really is close to being Christ-like in my world. And I had sat with her uh, a year or two years out of cancer, and um, I had a, 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 a spasm in my shoulder, Jim. And what happened was it was a result of the uh, radiation. And she touched the spasm, and it was like a nine on the Richter scale. And she said, okay, where is it? And I said, it's a nine, definitely a nine. And she held on to it. She didn't let go, and she held on to it. And she said, okay, close your eyes and be with it and tell me when it's a five. And I said, what? She says, go ahead, close your eyes and just be with it. Tell me when it's a five. And Jimmy, I closed my eyes with less than 60 seconds. I'm, I opened my eyes. I'm like, holy crap, it's a five. Yeah. She says, good, keep your eyes closed, keep your eyes closed. 
close your eyes and now tell me when it's a one. Just be with it. Don't fix it. Don't do anything. And lo and behold, not only did it go to a one, but it went away. And right. energetically, what happens is, is when you allow something to be the way it is, it completes its course and it moves on. And it does this. It's instantaneous transformation and it happens without our help. As a matter of fact, we really suck at it because all we're designed to do as humans is fix and grow and develop and, and instead of just be. And so that was a wonderful lesson for me to, to just allow something, surrender to it, allow my body to do what it does naturally, which is, which is self-healing. And um, for, the, for the listeners in the valley here, there's a wonderful place that I found uh, called True Rest in, uh, in Scottsdale where um, somebody had gifted me a, a certificate to go there, and you basically lie in a, uh, a heavily salted tank, and you put earplugs in, and it's, it's light deprivation, sensory deprivation, and you just get suspended. Um, and when you do that, uh, there, you, have, you have no sense of your body, and you just have the option, you have the opportunity to just be. So what happens is, your mind starts to like go off in all these different tangents and eventually, you know, with doing it a couple of times, it quiets down and you could just allow your mind to to go to sleep and your your body, the physicality, the energy, your spirit heals itself. It's just totally amazing. People with any kind of back pain and, and aches, um, physical uh, uh, diseases, your body just knows what to do without the brain in place. So, so that's one of the things that I actually got to experience uh, and be a testimony to is, is when we allow our mind to, which is a terrible thing, by the way, you know, <laughs> mind, is a, mind is a terrible thing because it gets in the way a lot, but when we allow the mind to just subside and, and just check out for a while, the body's amazing immune system takes over, um, the gut, when people trust their gut from, from your mouth all the way through to your anus, your gut is another center of, of uh, vibrational energy that really does heal the body in many different ways. So um, it, it's just a, it's been an amazing journey. So those are the things that I've, I've learned so far. And uh, I, feel, I feel like I'm in deep, deep gratitude. And if I can assist anybody, any, any callers, if they want to come in, if they have any questions, I'd be more than happy to to answer uh, and answer people's questions, Jim. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll throw the uh, the call-in number up in a minute here too, and then we'll, we'll continue on with this conversation. Uh, but uh, you know, excellent perspective and point of view. Um, you know, a couple of things. Every time someone talks, of course, I think of a million tangents, typical vegetarians <laughs> to take to go on. So I'm gonna mention sure. a couple of. One, Ron brought up a great point about suffering. You know, in the word. Um, the word suffering in its original sense simply meant undergoing. So um, I think we, we often have a misperception about that, and I think the story about you know the shifting of, of perception of pain is huge uh, for people to hear. You know, the other thing is that I always, you know, I, one thing I always like to re remind people as a quote, um, and, and I quote from the Book of Runes on this too by Ralph Blum where he says, often um, it has been said that only at the, the moment of greatest darkness do we become aware of the true creative power of the self? So in whatever way, you know, as a human being, whether it's illness or financial issues or emotional issues or relationship issues, you know, we, we will from time to time go through excruciating experiences. Um, uh, you know, it's part of, be of being a human being. Um, but th they're, meant to, they're meant to transform us and, and also, again, to really, in many cases, really get us in touch with the, the real power that we potentially have as a human being. And, and one of the points I want to make then with the phone number up here, too, is that Ron brought up another great point about the immune system initially. You know, I'm, I'm very lucky because I hardly um, really ever get, get sick. Um, I've, been, I've been very blessed that way. Um, it's partly related to, to good astrology in that area. I have Venus in this in my wealth wellness house uh, wealth wellness <laughs> you know what I'm saying. My wellness wealth my wellness health house. Why am I so tongue tied all of a sudden? Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh 
So I'm kind of lucky that way. I, I, I'm very, I, can, I can abuse myself a bit and get away with it. Um, but um, I think it's also because I am like a fanatical fan of sleeping. I will not not get, you know, seven, eight hours of sleep a day. In fact, I even usually nap um, once or twice a day for 10 or 15 minutes too. Little meditations, little naps, crawl in bed with the cat. Like, I think that the body is wired to heal, to resolve, and to, in essence, take care of you. Um, that's what it, what it's meant to do, and and if you allow it to do that, it'll do it. But again, I think you know most illnesses really do stem from um, emotional, psychological, um, mental themes that are not worked out, and even and even in, in many cases, a large part of that has to do with not really caring for ourselves, and really really attending to um, the needs of our body, our spirit, our mind, you know, I mean, all of those things. And, and so illness, of course, is another vehicle to get us to, you know, heal and, and to resolve. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a pathway. And, uh, again, I love this conversation. I want to throw some, give some other people an opportunity to join us if they have a question or a comment, uh, about what we're talking about today. And then we'll, we'll get into some more info about some of the things Ron's doing. We always want to leave room for shameless plugs. <laughs> because they're purposeful. So uh, anyway, guest call-in number here is 646-200-3966. Uh, you may need to dial a 1 before that. If we get a couple of callers, um, uh, just please you know, be patient. I'll, I'll keep you on the list. We'll try to get everybody on air. Uh, again, that's one six four six two hundred three nine six six. And question, comment, personal experience, anything around, feel free to give us a call. Uh, we're on for uh, a bit longer, so we've got some time to take callers today. And um, uh, otherwise, we're going to continue on with this conversation. And want to shift gears a little bit um, from a definite, helpful, interesting uh, subject and point of view. I want to give Ron an opportunity to to talk about some of the the, the things that he's doing, because uh, I know he's always got a lot of things going on. I've actually known Ron for God, like ten years now. It um, has been 10 years. Thank you. When we well, met when I, we were 20. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh, onward. So what I, could, what I could share with you is that um, coming out of the uh, cancer experience, um, I found a – or actually, I, I, I had befriended um, this wonderful man in uh, Scottsdale. His name is Dr. Alan Christensen, and he owns Integrative Healthcare. And what I had done was um, he's a natural – medical doctor, genius, and I love him like a brother. He uh, actually had given me uh, intravenous IVs of uh, specific vitamins and minerals three times a week during my um, recovery. And what would happen was during my whole cancer journey, which happened on the East Coast, uh, I would go back and forth, and my doctor would look at me and say, my goodness, I can't believe you're doing so well, you know, like, what, what are you doing? And during the whole experience of, you know, radiation and chemotherapy, I would also be doing stuff that she says, you know, we're really not allowed to condone this, um, but keep doing it. So uh, I shared with her these vitamin drips that I was uh, uh, taking at, at Alan's office, and um, she said, it's amazing. She said, it's not medicine, no, it's not Western medicine, but uh, it, it certainly is working, so keep on doing it. So um, so that's actually uh, the path that I had taken to get well is more of a natural um, path as opposed to medication. So uh, after after cancer um, and through my entire career of working on the public and you know uh, dealing in the in the hair industry and really making America beautiful on the outside while I worked on their inside, uh, people have complained so much of their hair and their skin and their nails. So. What I had done is I had come up with um, a, a committed attempt to, to create a formula that was going to be therapeutic in dose and not supplements like you can get on the, you know, on the store shelf. So I went into research and development, and I was committed to creating uh, uh, this, this product. So when I did, and I did my due diligence, I realized that you needed to take between 25 and 35 pills a day in order for it to have the efficacy that you really needed. So whatever's sold on the market for hair, skin, and nails, for hair growth, for hair fallout, et cetera, really is just um, it, it's a supplement at best. So, so at that point, I canned the project, and it, take, it took me six months, Jim, to wake up 
one morning and went and go, oh, my goodness, I could put this all in a in nutrition powdered shake, right, mm-hmm. for people to drink. So now you could get your 25 to 35 pill dose. So I had called up uh, Dr. Alan Christensen, and I showed him my formula. And within five minutes, he looked at the formula, Jimmy, and he went, that's good, that's good. Nope, substitute this, add this, and here you go. And I went, who are you? <laughs> he looked mm-hmm, at me right. and he said, what? He said, I said, who are you, man? I can't believe that you just came up with it. He said, so it was just so easy for him to make that contribution for me and help me to, to hone the formula. Uh, I, uh, I went into research and development. Uh, at that point, we created a product called Factor 4, and the reason why it's called Factor 4 is because it's herbs, minerals, vitamins, and amino acids. And it's uh, it's all natural. It's not. I can't say that it's all organic, but it's pretty much all natural, and uh, it's worth its weight in gold. It's the first therapeutic dose of its kind. There's never been a therapeutic dose on the market, and um, for people who are, you know, having hair issues, skin issues, acne, uh, weak nails, and also uh, energy issues, as well as um, if you if you work out and you get injured and and you have a, a long recovery time, this is uh, this is a product that you should really consider. And you could go to uh, www.factoriv, which is Roman numeral four, dot com, and uh, and take a look at the website. It's uh, it's a product that is not uh, we're we're actually looking to launch it very soon uh, to the open market. It's not in any stores. Uh, it's a brand new product, and it has such promise because it holds integrity, which is one of the things that I can tell you that having a second chance on life, Jim, um, there's no way that I would ever do anything and step forward uh, from now on to like, leave my body without doing anything that doesn't have integrity to it and that doesn't serve humanity in some way, shape, or form. So with, with uh, uh, confidence, I could tell you that Factor Four. Is, uh, is worth its weight in gold. It's an amazing product. And uh, like anything else, it's all about marketing and promotioning and getting it out there. But I can tell you that the, the testers that are on the website, the before and after shots, uh, speak for themselves. And that was one of the greatest, greatest contributions uh, I've made uh, so far. Um, I have definitely three or four other projects on the burner, but that's the one that's, that's out there right now. The other thing I can share with you is... Um, if any callers want to call in about Factor 4, I'd be more than happy to answer any questions that they may have. But in, uh, it, it, the, the website itself is pretty explanatory. It's like an Encyclopedia Britannica, and it's www.factorivromanumeral4.com. If, um, uh, if your callers want to, uh, they're, again, they're more than welcome to call in. The other project that I was going to tell you about is uh, a friend of mine came to me uh, a few months ago, and he said, you know, there's a, there's a couple of uh, downloads that you can put on, like app downloads that you can put onto your iPhone uh, or your Droid, and it's these meditations. And um, I've been doing meditation for a while, and uh, I've actually led some meditation groups. Um, and it's just wonderful, wonderful to, be, to, to have that uh, uh, experience to just go deep and, and go in. So I listened to these meditations that you can download for free, and one of the things that I heard uh, was an area that I could make a contribution in. And what that is, is most meditations are not meditations. They're actually visualizations. Um, and what they're out there doing is they're out there fixing a problem. And the... Um, Hello. Oopsie. I think Ron got disconnected, so let, let's get, let him uh, call back in for a minute. Uh, he, actually, I hadn't had this happen in a while where someone gets disconnected. I hope we, uh, we, we we operate from a call basis, so so he will uh, he'll, he'll be he'll be I'm sure he'll call right back in and that's to get back on air. Chopped right off. Um, it, it's actually one of the reasons why sometimes I mean it'll sometimes happen with a landline, but. Um, It'll also happen uh, more so with, with cell phones, I think, sometimes. Hold on. Let me get him back there. I'm here. Hello? I'm Ron, here, Jim. you there? Uh, yeah. Can you – can you, uh, yeah, I it's okay. You got dis- What's that? 
I took a trip into cyberspace for a second. You did, you did. Hold, uh, hold the thought on the meditation. I, I think I, I've got a caller that's been on hold for about seven, eight minutes. I want to take the call. They maybe ask what we should talk about before, and then we'll, sure we'll talk to the caller, and then we'll come right back to uh, the, the meditation subject. So let me grab my caller. Uh, okay, I'm here. You are on air. Hello. Hi, this is Barbara. Hey, um, Barbara. How are you? Hi. Good. Ron, I think what you're talking about is very interesting, and I would like to know. How, first of all, how long ago was your last treatment for your cancer? Oh my goodness. Uh, the last treatment that I had was seven and a half years ago. It was a um, it was a brand new protocol, and it lasted six weeks. And during uh-huh. that time, I dropped sixty pounds. Mhm. Yeah, was, I can uh, believe that. <laughs> yeah. Have you had a cancer journey? I have not had a cancer journey. I've had a lupus journey that, you know, they used a lot of chemotherapy and everything on me. I'm completely stable now, but what I was wondering is if you if something were to come back up like can another cancer, another even if it's the same cancer, whatever, would you go through the same um type of treatment plan by conventional doctors or would you what would you tell me what your thoughts are now that you're through it and you've explored a whole new world okay because of the fact that i uh, because of the fact that i was given three to six months to live um it, time was of the essence and i really couldn't do any kind of research abroad uh and mm-hmm. out of the country uh mm-hmm. so what i did do again i did homeopathy and naturopathy and hands-on healing i ate organically etc so i couldn't do anything that would antidote uh, conventional radiation and chemotherapy, such as uh, antioxidants. So, well, were you? Were, uh, let me just interrupt you. Were you doing uh, all the healthy eating before cancer or after you got cancer? Oh, it was. It all came after cancer. As a matter of fact, oh, okay. one of the things that I yeah, one thing I shared was I was totally irresponsible and caused my own cancer. I mean, genetics plays a little bit of a role, but the stresses that we put on ourselves in life from from external pollution to not exercising to not eating organically to, you know, not sleeping well, all of these external um, uh, factors really start to kick the the butt out of the, the immune system, which is our healing mechanism. So if I were to have it again and, uh, you know, I wasn't diagnosed with, you know, dying next week, you know, mm-hmm. given you know, one week to live, I would definitely not choose the, um, the American Medical Association route, although I do believe that modern medicine is, is valuable for certain things. I mean, you know, if you need a knee replacement and, you know, if you need a pacemaker, et cetera, but as far as any kind of dis-ease in the body, Disease being cancer, lupus, anything, the body will tend to heal itself once we become, once we get responsible for for causing it. So I would say to you that over the last seventy five years, you know, thank you, Jack Lalane, uh, he brought us into an awareness where we started to get responsible for our health and well-being, right? However, one of the things that did not happen and still doesn't happen is we are not responsible for our dis-ease. So it'll just be, and it's embedded in our conversation, honey, because, like, for instance, if I get a cold, I'll say, oh, yeah, you gave me my cold. It's Mm -hmm. It's as embedded as that where I will blame something on the outside for me being the way I am. And so having the awareness that I have now is, Nobody can do anything to me without my permission, whether it is conscious or unconscious. So Mm -hmm. that's where I take responsibility. So now, did I wake up in the morning and say, hmm, let me give myself some cancer? No, I didn't do that. You know, I I don't think anybody would. But but being unconsciously non-responsible, I did. Now, uh, there are illnesses that we're born into like uh, fetal alcohol syndrome. I'm not exactly sure of the, the origin of lupus, but I can tell you that this is a really con- confronting conversation that I had with myself to say, hmm, okay, wow, I really did all this stuff to me, and now I have to, I have to look in the mirror, and I can't blame you for it. You know, uh, and, and even, even with pollution, I, I then spiritually went into a collective consciousness agreement saying you know as long as i'm on the planet as long as you and i walk the planet well we you and i are responsible for pollution you and i are responsible for hunger world hunger 
as long as we're, I mean, yeah, might, we might have inherited it, but we're still responsible on a global level. So there's a whole spiritual conversation that popped up in my awareness that I really was not interested in having at the time, but I, I actually grew into loving it and really getting that, yeah, I am, I, you, Jimmy, anybody that's listening, we're all responsible for world hunger existing right now. We're responsible for crime and war, just like we're responsible for peace and, heal, and mm-hmm. healing. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's not a make wrong. You know, if you come from a, a make wrong of right or wrong, then you're just not going to enjoy the conversation. But if you come across, if you come approach it from a point of cause and effect, uh, you'll get to see that that wonderful little soul that, that's chirping in the background on your end of the phone, you know, you get to instill the belief system that child will grow into. And, and uh, one of the things that I can tell you is as a parent, we're really not responsible or aware of the, of, of the communication that we have for our children. And if you look back on your mom and dad, and I look back on my mom and dad, you know, when they say, stop that or I'll kill you, you know, or you know, put that down or I'm going to beat you. Like, I'm going, whoa. You know, those words that they didn't even mean, I looked at and going, wow, for, for a little two-year-old or three-year-old, it's, it's pretty brutal because there's only a, a young brain doing the assessing. And so, so it's all, uh, it's a reality and it's a conversation, a made-up conversation that I, I grew to become aware of and then also responsible for. And so now I get to play in it and, and have fun where it's not a good or a bad thing and it's not a right or wrong. So with relationship to your lupus, talk to me a little bit more about that, and if you have any questions, I'll be more than happy to answer them. Oh, well, I've always been, I was always, I have been and still am an extremely healthy person. And, you know, constitution of a horse, that kind of thing, as I'd always tell people, you know, can't, you know, strong like bull. And right. whenever, just suddenly, you know, I got this, uh, they thought it was leukemia because everything started going haywire in the blood. And it took them a few months to figure out it was the immune system attacking my blood. And, of course, that's yourself attacking your life. You know, right. the light blood is your life force. So, anyway, I went through a, been through a seven-year process. But during that process, whenever the immune system has been going haywire, I was not sickly. I had issues, but I wasn't sick. And my doctors, I moved to Boston where my daughter lives, and I switched doctors and found some wonderful Harvard medical doctors who happen to believe that it's all attitude. So because my attitude was so good, whenever I walked, basically was crawling into the doctor's office, he said, so tell me about yourself. And I said, well, I'm actually a very healthy person. I don't catch colds. I don't believe in that. I never, never, ever... (laughs) had stuff like that like when people complain about allergies and bronchitis and all this and I'd look at them like what's that you know I never caught the flu and so anyway when I told him the story and he said but you have lupus and he and he said everybody with lupus is very sickly and basically real negative thinking because you know you have a lot of pain and you have a lot of issues and like you said pain is inevitable suffering is optional Absolutely. So, so if, I, if I could interject about mm-hmm. um, the attitude, attitude is a wonderful thing, um, and also positive thinking is. But you know, if you you know if you uh, you know think positively that you're going to be rich, you know it doesn't necessarily make you rich. And if you have oh no, you have to do the steps. You have to do the right steps. I still continued my healthy eating, and I continued my um, there you go. not you know that kind of. I still continued my what I was doing you know before it's just I happened to get a glitch in my immune system so I continued laying uh, continued with the good foundation that I already had and then of course some of my negative friends said well if you're you know such a healthy eater and all this kind of stuff why'd you get sick well you know sometimes you know it's just what is it's my karma it's my whatever but anyway when I came to this doctor and told him the story and he's like, you have all these issues, but you still think you're a healthy person. And I said, you know, I am, because here are the good things that I do. And, you know, anyway, they put me into this new study, brand new, and part of this research for the immune systems. 
And I'm completely stable. I'm not on but two medications in a very low dose. I'm so stable now. I haven't been this this way for the seven years that I was doing some other things, the regular doctors. Now, one of the things I did do that I think was a mistake is whenever I was going through a real bad period, I, I was continuing to use some of my naturopathic friends and some of their remedies. And what I had to do is, and none of them would accept this, but I believed in my heart that their treatments and what I was doing with the doctors was interfering. So I stopped, I lowered some of the Western medicine and increased some of my natural medicine, and I got much, much worse. So I decided to go the other way. And I finally had to quit some of the vitamin IVs. I had to quit some of the vitamins because what I found out is, of course, it it boosts your immune system. So I had to go on my own research project. And anything that boosts the immune system, my immune system is in hyperdrive. So I had to go to things that would not increase what's already in hyperdrive. It sounds and like you've been very responsible around your health and well-being, which is extraordinary. Well, that's it, and that's where you have to do your research. And if you have time, like you said, you had like three weeks to live. You would not necessarily have time. But Absolutely. if you have the time, and the other thing that I did in this last year and a half is I took Jim's remedy, and I've been sleeping a lot. I take a nap every day. I do meditation without visualization. I agree with you on that. I meditate. I truly go into a nothingness and you know that's where jim has helped me a lot because he is a firm believer in sleep and i do too because it it relaxes you it's another form of meditation so you know along with along with doing all these wonderful things it still doesn't mean i'm not doing traditional medicine too that's wonderful it's working with it you know i work with it not against it i admit that i have lupus but I don't live for lupus. That's wonderful. Uh, just to add to what you're saying is when, when you meditate and you go to a place of nothingness, um, that's, the, uh, that's very similar to uh, the darkness of a cancer journey or if you go to Tourette's in Scottsdale where you, where you have a, a sensory deprivation experience. Anytime you allow yourself to go to a place of nothingness, uh, you have a doorway to everything. Mm-hmm. Everything, nothing is is all is all in the same. One one thing I can share is that um, uh, part of my awareness uh, has allowed me to to see that there's no such thing as the truth with the capital T, and everything basically falls into a belief system. Um, and a belief system is a broad uh, uh, term. Which um, how old are you now? I'm 58. Okay, so for 58 years, you you have a brain and you have a belief system that has been educated for 58 years. You've you've learned and you've grown and you've developed, et cetera, into a uh, a woman and an intelligent woman. And you have all of these beliefs. You have traditions. You have uh, gender distinctions. You have uh, racial distinctions and religious distinctions. And you have all of these wonderful beliefs. <clears throat> the 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 problem that most people have is when they take their belief systems and they don't realize that they're not true. And a lot of Mm -hmm. times what happens is people will just think that what they believe is true. And although if you and I lived in 1490, in the year 1490, you Mm -hmm. and I would, would believe that the world was flat. But you see, we wouldn't believe that the world was flat. We would think it's true. And mm-hmm. so the, the mistake that humanity makes and has made that from the beginning of time, I'm certain, is to think that we have access to anything that's true with the capital T. So mm-hmm. uh, the, the awareness that I have and I could share with you is that everything is made up, everything. It's an interpretation of something. And it's not like it's not uh, real and it's not valid and it's not meaningful. It's all of those things. It brings meaning to our life, sometimes joyous meaning and sometimes quite sad meaning, but it's all made up meaning. So Disney World is just as valid as my cancer. You know, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a belief system that I sat in. So uh, when I realize that now, 
and if and it, and something pops, I can tell you whether or not I have cancer and I die from cancer, it's all good. Mm-hmm. It, it, it doesn't. It no longer owns me. I right. uh, I we, we're all sentenced to die, and whether it's going to be from a heart attack, a car accident, natural you know a natural death uh, experience, just from living out a natural healthy life, or anything, a bullet wound, a bullet shot. It, we're all going, and so it's all good. There's, it, it, in my mind, it's an interpretation that one is better or righter than the other. So no longer does that exist. So it's, there's, there's the realization of that causes freedom to exist, and, uh, and mm-hmm. that's, that's what happens when you uh, practice uh, uh, meditation, and that's what happens when you are brought to your knees from uh, uh, a life-threatening disease, or mm-hmm. you just go into the stillness. The other thing I, mm-hmm. I'd love, love to share with you is there is a pocket for all the listeners that are avid meditators. There's a pocket of absolute bliss um, that you want to pay attention to when you meditate, and that is when you focus on your breath, which is really what, what meditating is, uh, and you know, it's being connected to all that is, there is the space that exists between your exhale and your inhale. That space is nirvana. That's the space that's very symbolic of when you take your last breath and you're ready to leave your body, you finally make your exhale. And that's when, you know, you might be lying in the coffin and people saying, oh, you're at peace now. Well, yeah, that's the place. That's the place you want to go to in your awareness and you, we have it all the time. You, it, it, we don't have to have a physical death. We experience it when we exhale. From the time we exhale till the time we take an inhale in, that's the place of nirvana. That's the place of everything, nothing. That's the place where the soul lives and we're not conscious of, uh, but it's there. And our soul knows it to be. And that's the uh, that's the awareness. It's, it's that's something that I just became aware of over this last, you know, year and a half, and I've been bathing in it so much so that um, I cannot imagine life to be any more joyous. And it's not like I'm not, you know, it's not like I'm walking on water. Uh, I'm still a human being, uh, just like everybody else, and I and I go through the realities of life and the belief systems of life. But the 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 moment of that bliss occurs just in the focusing. Uh, and the awareness that um, that there is stillness, that there is the the energy vibration where soul exists, and it exists in the stillness and the quiet. And again, mm-hmm. uh, here's here's the kicker: that's not true either. It's a belief system, and right. it's the most it's the most expanded one that I've ever come across, because I don't know that anybody has access to the truth. We have access to uh, talking about truth. And, um, and truth to me is an experience, and it's an experience only. For instance, when you're in the pocket between your exhale and your inhale, in, in, my, in my interpretation, that's the truth. But the moment I say that, it's now a reality and it's not so. So uh, we don't, in the human form, live in truth. We live in a belief system. And uh, I'm going to give you a little, a little funny if you took the word belief system and you gave it an acronym, a two-letter acronym for the word belief system, what would you say it is? Belief of system. course, it's BS. <laughs> there you go, honey. That's it. It's all BS. It's a belief system. It's all made up. It's our interpretation. It's what's given to us by our brain for the amount of years that we walk on the planet. And there's a there's a hallelujah awareness if you can just embrace the... Um, the ridiculousness uh, of, of the human experience because as many human beings as have a brain uh, is as many belief systems as you have. And that's the, uh, uh, that's the, the aha that I had this past year, and it's just been – I've been floating ever since. Jimmy, how about you? Have you been floating? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, yeah, absolutely. Jim always floats, right? <laughs> well, and I, I, I certainly appreciate that perspective because I always, I, I think it's, it, it's part of the, the, the gift of, of being able to laugh at yourself and your own BS, and that mm-hmm. sense of how tenaciously we cling to what we think is so true. 
Um, right. And I catch myself when I do that as well, that sometimes I'm I'm quite stubborn in holding on to what I feel to be right and true. And often, you know, Ron's right. I mean, again, reminding ourselves that they're, they're beliefs. I'd like to also share something with you guys about um, uh, uh, energetic law. And what I had done is uh, recently, within um, within the next month or so, I will have created on your iPhone and your, your uh, Droid an application called Baron's Miracle Meditations. And what, those, what these meditations are, are off of uh, three energetic laws. Um, the first one is that which you resist persists and grows stronger. So I'm not going to be telling most of the listeners that which they don't already know, um, but that which you resist persists and grows stronger. So if you're fighting to be happy because you're unhappy, uh, you're just going to put happiness on top of sadness and just cause a muddy experience. So, um, so you just really want to get that when you resist something, it's going to come after you like, like a, a shadow. So it doesn't go away. The, the second energetic law that you want to just be aware of is no two things can occupy the same space. So you can't, it's not possible to be happy and sad at the same time because uh, it's just that muddy experience. The third law is such that I explained it a little bit earlier before when, um, when my friend Zoe uh, Putnam had touched my shoulder, and that is when you allow something to be that which it already is, instantaneous transformation happens on its own and without any of our help. So when you allow sadness to be what it is, it will on its own go away. When you allow frustration to be what it is, when you allow pain to be what it is, it will go away on its own. But the key is to not fight it. So what happens is if you take these three laws and you apply them, right, and all of a sudden at the end you found that you're still upset, there's still a little bit left, then what you want to do really simply is you want to look at law number one and you want to see that you're still resisting something that you just need to let go of. And so this, the, the circle completes itself. And it's that magnificent, by the way. It works like a charm. Um, it actually, uh, one, one of the things I can tell you, there's, is, uh, uh, there's a book out there called um, Working on Yourself Doesn't Work that I've read in the past. And it was put out by uh, an Ariel and Shia Kane. And uh, they're, they're wonderful people. I've never met them, but I love their, their work. Um, and in the book, it talks about these, uh, these energetic laws, which they've been able to um, put down in beautiful literature. Uh, but it really is the, um, it's the, it's the fabric of the meditations that I, that I teach and the, the little mini-meds that are on the, uh, or will be on your uh, uh, cell phone available to you within the next couple of months. Um, in addition to that, uh, I created a process which will be launching within the next quarter, and uh, I, I'm, I'm a little reluctant to share it, but one of the things I can tell you about it is I've been able to fuse together um, the awareness of, of mind, body, and soul, and I've been, uh, in, in this practice, it's basically an exercise that you do while you're meditating, and um, you know, standing corrected, it's really not meditating because meditating is when you just focus on your breath. So it's basically going to be a visualization. Uh, and I usually use the word meditation. But while you're meditating, there'll be uh, an exercise that you'll be doing. And uh, I actually discovered this after having cancer and after learning to meditate and um, realized that when you go to a place of meditation, you're in, uh, in Kairos. Uh, uh, time, which is in the moment, and the chronos time, which is, you know, watching the clock, it actually falls by the wayside. So while I was doing this exercise, I was meditating, and what happened, this was about three years ago, uh, I, I stopped meditating, I opened up my eyes, and I looked down, I was soaking wet, and I was going, wow, I can't believe this, I'm, I'm like, only 10 minutes went by, and you know, come to find out, uh, 35 minutes had passed, and I was somewhere else. And you know, what the hell happened? So I uh, I created a process uh, that'll be coming out to the public within the next uh, three to four months uh, called quantum gliding, 
and uh, it's a fusion of mind, body, and soul. And uh, for those uh, for those spiritually aware people, I can tell you that uh, it's even more than uh, it's even more than a wonderful meditation with a workout that doesn't even occur like a workout. Um, there's a realization that I've had, Jimmy, and that I can share with you that in most doctrines and most literature that we have, most people think that who we are is mind, body, and soul, or mind, body, and spirit. And um, the the teaching that I uh, do with people is to let them know that we are not that. It's a mistake. Uh, we need to take a look at this and reevaluate. We are not mind, body, and soul. We are soul, period. And we happen to have a mind and a body that's on loan, and it's a very short period of time that it's on loan. And this is not true, none of which is true. It's just an expanded reality. And if people believe in eternity, uh, I could tell you right now, eternity does not begin after you leave your body. If eternity is eternity, eternity has been happening all the while. So your little experience of a human experience is just a bit of a bleep on the screen. And most people, you know, when I share that with them, they go, oh, my goodness, holy crap, I can't believe you said that. Well, it's it's the case. I mean, it's still a belief system. You know, it's not true, but if if we're going to talk about belief and eternity, then you want to just have a real conversation and you want to get eternities happen way before our thinking of it. So um, who we are is actually soul. It's spirit. It's the energy. And we just happen to incarnate into a human experience with a mind and a body. And the mind, all of our human lives runs the show. And, you know, WTF about that. Uh, When the... When the practice occurs where the body uh, and mind can sit down and take their proper place and the soul, the resonance of the soul can, can take its place on the throne, then there's a, there's a huge amount of transformation that goes on. Freedom, joy, bliss, and, and that's really how I've been rolling for the last several years. So... Um, so I, and, and it's more and more as, the, as my practice uh, of quantum glide happens and, and my meditations go, and even when I, you know, when I minister to people and I teach them, uh, it, it's probably the most expansive belief system I've ever come across. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll come up with, you know, to Deepak Chopra and Dr. Wayne Dyer, and I'll have a conversation with them about their belief systems. And, you know, I, I could share with them as well that, it's not true, guys. It's really not true. So whatever you're making up, you want to just see and check um, the wiggle room that you have in the belief systems that you've made. And whenever there is an upset, uh, you want to get that you're the one who made it up, and you could just reorganize it. So can anybody, you know, for anybody listening, you know, who, who has a life of upset and suffering, uh, whether it's a disease or a relationship to a dis-ease in your body, uh, or if you've just been fired, or whatever life has, you know, thrown at you, um, if you if you can really have a very very straight conversation that you're the, you're the cause of it and it's all made up, um, you could really get responsible for its own transformation. Excellent, excellent, excellent <laughs> point of view. <clears throat> hey, listen, um, I want to mention something real quick because we're down to our last two minutes here. Um, uh, great show. Uh, I want to thank Bob for her call. Also, you know, uh, you know, it, it, on a on, on a different note, um, Ron did a series of um, hug videos that you'll find <laughs> on YouTube. And if you you can you can catch that through Ron, and and even if you you go to my uh, my blog, you'll you'll see I, I've I've posted a few of those on on my link at um, at, at Snake Oil. Uh, at Google, it might uh, to check that out as well too. I got one more minute, so Ron, tell everyone how they can reach you and how they can get hold of you. Uh, you can go to www.factoriv.com, uh, or you could go to Ron Barron, R-O-N-B-A-R-O-N at Barron Crest, B-A-R-O-N-C-R-E-S-T dot com. Uh, and you can email me. That's my, my email uh, direct contact. I will be more than happy to speak to anybody after the show. It would be uh, my pleasure and my service. So uh, www.factor4.com or ronbarron at barroncrest.com is a direct link to me. 
Excellent. Excellent. All right, Ron, thank you very much. Uh, again, thank you, appreciate all this insight, awesome information. Guys, if you missed any part of the show, absolutely, uh, you can catch us on archive. All my past shows are archived. Uh, check out uh, some of Ron's stuff. He, he's been a busy beaver, and he's gotten a lot of really cool stuff done. Talk about getting some stuff done after an illness. Awesome. Again, thank you, Ron, and thank you for all my guests for 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 tuning in and comments in chat room and uh, and calls. And I'll be here again next week. And uh, everybody have a uh, great Thursday. Cheers. <laughs>